Hey, this is Jordan Belfort, the real Wolf of Wall Street, and you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. Welcome back to the greatest show in the universe. Um, in the studio, we have um, Mike Laster, uh, uh, president of the St. Louis chapter of the Prom Boys. Easiest yeah. way description. You probably do a million other things, but it's like, <laughs> Hey, that's that's uh, that's my main claim to fame, though. Yeah. That's what the title of the video or the audio will say on their podcast. <laughs> I'm just joking. So, uh, hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, Joe, thanks for thanks for taking the time to do this show. My mom listens to. Like, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking. But I'm, I don't I'm, think my mom will. I don't think I'll let her listen to it. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna get raunchy. A lot of other people's moms might though listen to this. Uh, so I want to get straight to the. Okay, so I feel like there's a lot of like misconception in the prom boys. So like that, there's a lot of like uh, the media will. Just like there's not an objective point of view on it, basically. Like they'll mm-hmm. just write just negative things and uh, mostly speculation. I'd say, I'd argue, probably like a. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of um, a lot of guilt by association. I'd say that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, it'll they'll weave these complex webs to uh, to try to tie us to white nationalism. You know, and. Um, it's just that's not the case. We're an ex- explicitly anti-racist organization. Um, we have we have guys of uh, all races, all religions, I and mean, we have like, black paraplegic proud boys. Like it's it's it looks like a fucking Burger King, you know, nineties like Burger <laughs> King kids club, you know. For like I a mean, layman, what is what is the proud boys? For like a layman, like it's someone a, who just so it's a it's a uh, it's a men's fraternity. Um, no girls allowed, and uh, uh, we just get together and uh, uh, celebrate the West and, and drink beers. I mean, it's really, uh, people seem to think that there's some nefarious thing going on behind the scenes, but it's, it's really just a, a drinking club, but like, but it's, it's more to it, there's more to it than that. I mean, it's, it's a real sense of uh, male bonding that's really absent from our society. And um, and the only prerequisite of our organization is that you're a man and you believe the West is the best. <laughs> and I sure do. But that's super taboo in the media. It seems like uh, like just loving America in general is like almost punk rock at this point. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't know how we got here, man. Where where the norm is uh, the norm is to hate America. Um, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's just things have gotten so out of hand, and and uh, I, f- I forget who it was. Uh, maybe it was Gavin McGinnis, our founder, who said uh, that for immigrants, uh, they come here, and and for them, for an immigrant to assimilate now, uh, the proper technique for assimilating would be hating America at this point. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. that's become such a norm, and it's a shame. And and um, it's like you could like not care about crayon colors and still love America. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a weird concept for people, I guess, to understand. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it wasn't that long ago that that you know that the left and the right, the like, you know, they they still like oh wore the American flag lapel, and you know they're all just uh, you know they were all still in agreement that America was great, and you know it was just it used to be disagreements over. Uh, you know, the best way to accomplish the same goals, essentially. And we've gotten to a point where the goals aren't even the same. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good for the right, ultimately, because uh, it's pushing people in that direction. I mean, people whose views aren't even changing, uh, they're just getting left behind by the left at this point, and we're happy to take them. 
Dude, I mean, yeah, I could never imagine being a Republican during like the Bush administration. No, like, I, I mean, couldn't imagine. Like to be honest with you, no, and I wasn't. Frankly, I was. Uh, I voted for Obama in two thousand eight. Um, you know, uh, if I were going to go back and vote, I'd, I probably wouldn't. Uh, probably wouldn't vote for either of them. Frankly, I mean, McCain was. Uh, uh, McCain was a war hawk and and uh, you know, big business neoconservative. And, and uh, there's, there's been, there has been a major shift in the Republican Party, and um, we have Trump to thank for that, you know, toward trade protectionism and, and uh, you know, just uh, look it out for the little guy. I mean, the fact that, that you had the Republicans push through a, uh, um, um, or that Trump signed off on the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the stimulus, you know, the economic stimulus for the, the little guy just giving direct EBI cash payments to people. Yeah, you know, I mean that's it's it's the sort of thing that uh, would be unthinkable for Republicans not that long ago, and it's it's cool seeing that shift. Man, I mean Republicans don't have to. Um, I think the Republicans are, would do well to uh, to be more uh, more concerned about the little guy and you know less about big business and, and corporate interests, and, and we're seeing that. That's good. Yeah, I think it kind of goes back and forth. Like I think, like uh, like the parties, like like, like it is a two party system. So you'll have a strong web, like sometimes. But right now, it's just like without the media, they, like you wouldn't even know they exist. Like mm-hmm. it's like the media is like their last like kind of thing that they run. So they're like, well, like we 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 are succeeding at everything because we told you. <laughs> like you know, it's like to where like if you didn't have the media, you would kind of just not assume that they had any like like uh, like especially in a town like St. Louis. Like I, I think there's some towns maybe maybe the left does help, but it's not St. Louis isn't one of them at least. I could say that. Like yeah, no, like, I mean. Yeah, there are there are places where uh, where socialism works, and <laughs> America isn't one of them. You know, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at uh, you look at like Nordic countries, for example, and and I think the reason that that uh, the sort of soft socialism they have there works is because they have a, a culturally homogenous society that you know of hard workers and and uh, you know it can work in those sorts of situations and. Um, but uh, they also, at the end of the day, they have the United States to uh, handle their defense for them. So. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They don't have the, they don't have those budgetary concerns. That's interesting, and like, like, I think I think America's doing a lot better than it's prescribed. Like, like they make it sound like like there's. I'm not going to ignore problems, but like, like, but I mean, clearly problems like impending race war, impending civil war, potentially impending world war, based on that. If we, like, you know, what I mean, some, some crazy shit. You know what I mean, I, I think personally, but I don't. Know, I just in my opinion. Really? We're and then headed. the Great Depression potentially. I mean, there's, there's actual problems, and everyone else was arguing over, over like crayon colors and class and just dumb shit. It's like it's like a, like a prison complex. Like like you divide everybody by like race and religion, and have them all argue with each other, and not realize they're like watched by like nine people or something. You know, well, Marxism. Uh, you know, the the original goal was to pit the pit the um, pit the left, or I'm sorry, pit the uh, haves against the have-nots. Right. That's kind of the classic like Marxist thing. You know, that yeah. class war. And um, we've always had such a robust middle class here that we've really never been able to, to make that work. People have typically, I mean, it's starting to change now, but uh, typically throughout American history, people have felt a sense of upward mobility. I forget who it was, maybe de Tocqueville or somebody who came to America and said that Americans, uh, 
the poor Americans don't see themselves as poor. They see themselves as temporarily embarrassed millionaires. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know who said that, but I definitely remember that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know the... I didn't know the yeah, I don't know if it's... Uh, it could be. I, just don't I, know. I, yeah, I, don't know. I knew the quote, was, though. But it's like, a good quote. It's and, real, though. I mean, and, even, I feel like that even... like I, I, As a person, I, I, it affected me. I feel like... I'm not like, I may not be there, but yeah, but maybe one day with hard work. I mean, I, I, I do it to a degree, right. and it does work to a degree. It is, it is for... You know, like, it is getting further and further out of reach, and, you know, I think... Um, you know, to be I'm crazy glad to see focused. that under Trump, uh, the right is starting to um, starting to share the left's concerns about um, about the wealth gap. You know, yeah. they're saying that they're they're getting away from this trickle down economics, Reaganism, and uh, and starting to recognize like, hey, this this gap between the the rich and the poor is widening. It's getting harder and harder to start a small business. You look at the effects of coronavirus. You've got all these. Uh, Small businesses collapsing. I think I read a statistic the other day that I think sixty percent of uh, business closures <coughs> as a result of uh, Corona are now going to be permanent. You know, it's, it's creating up being a wealth transfer. Yeah, uh, uh, this whole this whole pan, so called pandemic is is just being a wealth transfer. It's allowing uh, uh, it's allowing big companies and and uh, wealthy people to buy up. Uh, smaller companies at, at, you know, for pennies on the dollar. Um, and that's, that's not a good thing. No, it's not. It's like consolidating it. power and consolidating wealth and, and eviscerating our middle class. And, and yeah, then we will end up with class warfare. But but they're not even waiting for the class warfare. They've just been trying to uh, trying to pit people against each other in racial terms. You that know? family against family. It's not the haves and the have-nots. It's the whites and the white-nots, you know. I mean that's one yeah I think that's one layer of the divide for sure and then political on top of that and like and they all come back to that excuse of racism I mean I'm not saying racism doesn't exist but I think it's definitely over prescribed it's like it's, it's like ADD or something like that like ADD exists but like, like not every kid has it that's what sucks man and I was uh, as a kid who was diagnosed with ADD I could tell you what happens when you get diagnosed with something like that you uh, you know you just use it as an excuse for everything and you instead of taking responsibility for yourself and um you know, that's a great way to skirt through school, but then, uh, you know, in adult life, uh, it, it, like, I saw this video the other day of this, this girl, uh, it's been going around on, on Twitter and elsewhere, uh, this, this blonde girl who's driving a car and, like, having this meltdown on, like, TikTok or something, <laughs> um, saying that, you know, like, uh, you know, She's mad at pro-life people, you know, because she wishes she was aborted, you know. She's just so <laughs> miserable. And me, I, it was like, I was laughing at it at first, and then I, it just made me sad, you know. Like, because there, there are people who just don't feel a sense of agency in their lives. You know, when, when everything else is somebody else's fault, then you feel no sense of agency. You feel no ability to change the shitty circumstances in your life. Right. And... And uh, that's that's where a lot of people on the left are stuck, man. And I mean, I was even after I became a conservative. I mean, I, I, you know, being raised in that like that victimhood culture, you know, I I got caught up in that, and I blamed all my problems on on other people. And you know, even after I became a conservative, I was just like, oh, everything's the left's fault. Right? You know, yeah, I'd be doing that, yeah. great in life if it just wasn't for the left. You know? Yeah. And you know, taking. Admitting that you're a shitty person, um, <laughs> it's it's a very painful thing to do. But then it it gives you the the agency to to actually do something about it. To grow, it. yeah. And I, and I did, and I'm, I'm now I'm happily married and gainfully employed and and living my best life. 
That's awesome, man. I, w- I wish the same for everyone on the left, man. You know? I wish the same for everybody. No, right? same, yeah. But that's just... The, the, this victimhood culture we have, um, you know, and it extends to, you know, we're talking about how that, uh, how that affects the, the black race, man. I mean, they're, they're, imagine the number of these police, like, people being shot by the police, who pull guns on police, you know. How many of them pulled a gun on the cops because they believed that the cops were going to murder them, you know, and it was, it's, it's never it's made, everybody against you know? everybody. Yeah, it pins everybody against everybody. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just, you're, you're seeing such an increase in, in um, you know, racially motivated killings, and um, and it just, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, this this idea that, like, that every white person is racist, like, it's it's getting white people killed. It's getting white, the sh- white people are getting the shit beat out of them, and, and I'm tired of watching it, man, and I... I I think that's racism. Like, just to hate white people for no reason. It I mean, is. And, 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 and it's annoying you can call all that. Re- reverse racism, but it's not. It's just racism, you know. Just uh, uh, you know, it's one thing to like notice patterns and and you know, but it's another thing to just like hate somebody based on the color of their skin. And yeah, it's just very delusional. I think personally, it's yeah, like weird. Like, I yeah, it's you know, like it, judge them for cooler reasons. Right, right. You know, <laughs> like have um, a little have a little depth to your hatred. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's there's plenty of reasons to hate most people, you know. Yeah, like, it's like just get to know them a little bit first, right? And, and what you touched on earlier about voting Obama previously, I think I think people like almost start like I think people like good people almost started like like default liberals because they seem like the good guys. But like they, they talk well, they, they're like like yeah, we care about this and that, and they, they do have a very good attempt at like uh, really kind of like uh, reeling in people with like uh, morals and values. Like, they seem like they they are the good guys. But mm-hmm. then like when you do more homework, you're like, you got, no. Like you, you just do more homework, you're like, what the fuck? Dude, I remember uh, when I was, when I was a liberal, I remember uh, just like, I would notice, I would notice like democratic politicians like lying about stuff. And I was just like, oh, politicians just lie. That's what <laughs> they do. And then I like became a conservative and yeah, you know, like I, you know, I get my problems with a lot of Republican politicians, but like, just like I, there's, like I didn't notice as much bullshit coming from coming from the right, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, man, it's 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 such a it's such a house of cards, and the the leftist mentality, and they're just constantly it's this snowball effect of of. Um, you know, like to believe, for example, with the Proud Boys, you know, um, we have, we have a weird, weirdly high number of white Proud Boys who are married to black women. I, like definitely higher, definitely higher than the average. It's kind of a running joke, you know, um, but, uh, you know, we're always teasing each other, you know, manly men, that's what men do. But, uh, but like, there's, I've been, there's this, uh, there's this thing I've been seeing when people point that out, um, like John Kinsman Jr., for example, he's a, uh, New York City proud boy who's doing, uh, four years in prison for, um, for so-called gang assault, uh, it was a clear self-defense situation, it's, it's all caught on video, it was, the guy was totally railroaded, he's got a black wife and, and, you know, half black kids, and, and, um, People have called his wife a white supremacist of color. 
Like, I, I see that sort of thing all the time, you know? Uh, you know, we point out the, the, the blacks and the, the uh, Hispanics and, and all the non, non-whites and, uh, and the Proud Boys, and people, yeah, people call them white supremacists of color or, you know, say that, like, they were tricked into it. It's, you know, the, the left, they just, they have this tendency to just double down on what they already believe instead of uh, having the intellectual curiosity to... to ask like hey maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong on something you know I, I never understood that sort of stubbornness you know you're only wrong until you know you're wrong and then you're right you know that's <laughs> what's uh, you know what's what's the big deal about being wrong you just learn learning something new you know yeah, it's, yeah it's it basically you know I think um, politics for the left there's uh, I, I think I would blame a lot of it on on uh, the absence of Christianity, man. Uh, as Christianity has uh, lost its um, has lost relevance in this country, uh, you've seen you know leftism has kind of uh, replaced it as a secular religion for people, and um, and there's a the the problem is like. Where the Bible is, you know, cut and dry, like, there's, you know, Christianity has rules, it has clear rules, um, leftism is, uh, you know, the rules are just changing constantly to just fit whatever, whatever fits the narrative, you know, and, and without, without a, without a, a backbone of Christianity, there's, you know, you can twist your mind into knots to support anything until, you know, you've got trans children. <laughs> I mean, that's how we, you know, how did we get here? But, like, you know, that's how we got here, man. And that's what I, that's what I would blame. That's definitely a, a bizarre time right now. Like <laughs> it is. Things are, things are escalating so quickly. You daily, know? daily, yeah. It's like, um, like some crazy story every day on my news feed. Like, yeah, but the, the good thing is it's, it's um, you know, the thing about conservatives is, is um, you know, a lot of them are, a lot of them have families and, and you know, good paying jobs and they just, they just want to keep their head down and, and get through their day and, and uh, not make waves and, and just, you know, put food on the table and the more, the crazier things get and the more people get fired from their jobs over stupider and stupider shit for being on the right, you know, like, the more it creates new proud boys, the more it creates, uh, uh, creates political people out of people who, who otherwise wouldn't have been. I mean, that's what it was for me with, uh, you know, I owned a, I, uh, owned a quarter of a bar in South City and, um, called Livery Company. My business partners, uh, had three business partners, they were all, um, they were all liberals and, um, the, uh, they knew, like, they knew I was a conservative from, like, the time they met me, you know, they had known for years. And then once, uh, once 2016 hit, they knew I was going to vote for Trump. They weren't, like, thrilled about that, but it was more of just, like, a, a point of curiosity for them, you know? Um, but then, then, uh, when Trump actually won, you know, they, uh, there was just this, this shift for them, you know? Like, suddenly I was, I was just, 
not welcome. I was clearly not welcome. I could see the writing on the wall, you know, before they finally changed the locks on me. Um, but it's, you know, I if if it wouldn't if they wouldn't have taken everything from me, you know, everything I had at the time, and I I see it now as having been kicked out of hell. You know, I wouldn't trade trade uh, the way things played out for anything. I love the, the friends I have now. I love the Proud Boys and love my, my current job, but um, you know, if, if they wouldn't have if they would have just been content to agree to disagree, I'd, you know, I'd still be running that bar and I wouldn't have become a political, you know, a really political person. I, you know, I wasn't very politically active on, on Facebook, which I still had at the time. We all got, all the Proud Boys got kicked off in one big perch uh, one day. But, uh, you know, yeah, I would have been content to keep my head down and, and, you know, occasionally speak my mind if somebody asked, but, you know, that would have been it. But they, they created, they created the St. Louis Proud Boys from, from whole cloth uh, by, by kicking me out of the, the South City bar scene. So, reap what you sow. <laughs> That's great. I mean, great story, terrible fucking thing that happened. <laughs> no, no, I, <laughs> like I said, I, I really see it as having been kicked out of hell. Like, I was, I was drinking way too much. I was, um, you know, uh, it, you know, I wasn't always uh, being faithful to my now wife. And, you know, I was just kind of a piece of shit back then. And, and uh, you know, be, now being surrounded by, by, uh, wholesome people who, whether or not they're Christians, they, they exemplify Christian values. Um, you know, it's, it's just improved my life in, in, to a degree that I, I can't put into words, man. Um, I'm, I'm just the happiest I've ever been, and, and, you know, I would tell people if you're listening, you know, like, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're in a situation where you're, uh, you're caught up in, in you know leftist culture. You know, get get yourself uh, get yourself around some better people, man. You know, um, and if you're somebody who just who's just gotten uh, just gotten kicked out of uh, you know if you've lost your job or you've, you're losing a bunch of friends or something, don't despair because like life is about to get fucking awesome for you. The right has it's it's just like its own parallel universe, man. We got our own celebrities. We got our own. Uh, Musicians, our own uh, art, you know. Um, we have fraternities like the Proud Boys. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a whole new world that, like, like I can be finally be myself around around the friends that I have now. You know, I don't have to like watch my watch what I say constantly, or you know, hold back what I believe, or you know. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't trade a fucking ounce of it. Well, it's great. I will talk for like nine more hours, but uh, throw on your social media or anything you want people to look up before we go or something. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I I kind of just got into that uh, this year, and and I, I love it, man. It's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter uh, at mt lassiter m t l a s a t e r. Um, I'm also on uh, on Gab and um, Parlor, so you can find me on there. I don't use them as much, um, but I'm gonna try to be better about that because I want to support you know, the right wing stuff. 
But yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's, well, thanks for going on. It's been great man. talking to you, man. Uh, good luck with your campaign, man. I, well, thanks, I, man. I, I, it's, it's good to see somebody standing up. <laughs>